When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bears fans, my name is Harrison Barzik from Chicago Sports Nation. I'm here with Bobby Skinner from Simple Man Radio. He's a Giants fan and a blogger for them. Glad to have you on the show, Bobby. Welcome. Yeah, man, definitely. I, I love, you know, I'm not a Bears fan, but I do like to listen to you and Josh and the other and the other guys, so I'm glad to be on. Yeah. Glad to have you here. I know this is obviously not the best year for you guys. Uh, it's been a rough time for you, something we've been pretty used to here in Chicago. So I want to start off with kind of some easy ones here. You're losing a lot of close games, something, again, we're familiar with here in Chicago, and I see six or eight losses are by one score or less. You have a veteran quarterback in Eli. He's new to you, but a veteran head coach in Pat Trimmer. Why are you losing these close ones here? I feel like an experienced team such as what you guys have should be doing a little better with this. Man, we're just inconsistent up front. I mean, in a couple of the games, like Carolina, they hit a 63-yarder, but our defense has given up some chunk plays. And uh, basically, you know, I, I mean – Eli's giving me two Super Bowls. I'm happy with him, but he's not what he was before. And the offensive line, you know, they've been bare the past couple games, but they struggled. But, I mean, against Philly last week, Saquon had, like, 150 yards in the first half, and then he only got five touches in the second half, which is wild. I mean, I don't believe this, but it was so wild that there's there's uh, conspiracy theories that uh, our, G- <clears throat> our GM told Patrick Shermer to, to, to cool it because we're going to try and tank for a draft pick, which is ridiculous, but it's, you know, for the for the for that conspiracy theory to come out, you know something's going wrong. I was actually going to ask you about that exact same thing. I heard the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I I don't put any weight in it. I, you know, there's maybe before the game, they're like, okay, let's you know, let's not you know, let's uh, take some you know measures to get a better draft pick. But there's no way Gettleman's calling at halftime and telling Sherman to you know pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, that would be a little much. So like you said your team's been improving pretty recently. The last three games, averaging almost 30 points a game. Now, it's admittedly against some bad defenses like the 49ers and Bucks, and they're pretty depleted Eagles, but do you think your team's turning it around right now and are on an upward trajectory, or is this already a lost season? Uh, I wouldn't call it turning it around. I mean, it's definitely a lost season. I wouldn't say call it turning around either, but it does look better. I mean, last year and, like, almost all the year before, we didn't score 30 points one time, and we just looked, you know, even the year we went to the playoffs, you know, we our offense looked stagnant. And, you know, they're starting to get Odell more involved. But Saquon's been huge because he gives us a running back who doesn't need a great offensive line to make plays. Yeah. And, I mean, the guy might, you know, end up leading the league in receptions. You know, we've, we've checked it down to him so many times. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely think it's an upward trajectory. Now, it all matters on the, the quarterback play going forward because, you know, most people don't expect Eli coming back next year, even though he does have one year left on his contract. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm always pretty positive. So, you know, with, you know, playmakers like Odell and Saquon and, and you know, a kind of a depleted defense, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to next year and, and trying to get this year over with, you know. 
Yeah, I feel that's a common sentiment in Chicago, especially recently. Although it's around for us here. Now, before I touch on Saquon and Odell and all your stars out there, do you think this is Eli's last season in New York? And if so, do you think you want to go to the draft or maybe bring in a free agent? How do you think that's going to go for him? It's hard to say because I don't think we're going to end up in the top pick, and everyone thinks that kid from Oregon, Herbert's going to go first. Yeah. I don't think we'll be able to get him unless we trade it up. And I just, the Giants have never really been a trade up kind of team. Um, but there's so many free agents or, or trade possibilities. You know, you know, we've heard about every single name. We've heard Derek Carr, Joe Flacco, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater. So I could see them doing that. But at the same time, uh, it, it all depends on what Eli wants to do because he is under contract. So he would really have to retire. But if they, you know, I could see them drafting a QB and saying, hey, we're going to let you sit behind Eli for a few weeks and, you know, see how it goes, you know, which so many rookie QBs, they, they say it's going to happen. But, yeah, I, I, there's not a QB in this draft that I love. Um, so, you know, the selfish person in me wants to wait until the next year and get Tua or Braum from Georgia. That yeah. being said, that's a, that's a risky chance to take because you never know where you're going to end up in the draft two years from now, let alone, you know, four weeks from now. Yeah, well, I thought you guys blew it with uh, Saquon Barkley, I'll admit. Even though he's clearly a generational talent, I figured the New York Giants would never be bad enough to, picking, to be picking the top three again. Although, no offense, it looks like you're heading that direction right now. But with Saquon Barkley, you have an absolute animal. I mean, he's third in the league in yards from scrimmage, fourth in rushing yards. And despite his lack of touches, he just makes explosive plays everywhere he goes. Now, in the games, he does have a lot of touches. I see he has four games with over 18 touches, and in three of those games, you won. So... Why isn't he getting the ball more often? Is it because your line's a little crummy right now, or is it just a game plan different, or what needs to happen to get him the ball more? Well, I think with the offensive line problems, that's why we should give it to him more. Um, that's a question that every Giants fan asks, is why we're not giving Saquon the ball more. I mean, you know, if you're going to draft a, a running back that high, uh, you kind of want to pound him into the ground and get every single ounce out of him. Uh, that being said, yeah. maybe they're saving for next year, or, you know, maybe, you know, not at halftime, but there is some meetings uh, between Gettleman and Sherman, like, you know, let's not pound this guy's, you know, rookie year into the ground, you know, to get, you know, one or two more wins. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's a lot of play, play calling has been skeptical. I mean, I'm not, I'm not out on Pat Shermer. I give, I like to give guys chances, but yeah, play calling has been very conservative in the passing game where, you know, there's might, it may not always show up in the carries and it's, it's dialed down a little bit, but we were giving him so many checkdowns. I mean, I think against Dallas, he had like 15 or 16 catches. So those are kind of like mini runs in itself. So it's, it's hard to say why we're not doing that, especially with Eli's struggle in the offensive line and, and not being able to get the ball out quick. So, there, I mean, there's not really a great answer to why why not. And that's, you know, a question a lot of Giants fans have been asking. Yeah, as a fantasy owner of Saquon Barkley, he is almost single-handedly carrying my team into the playoffs here. So I'm a big fan of checkdowns, especially in PPR format. So keep on doing that, getting the ball as much yeah. as possible for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've I've heard the same thing, man. The, he's getting he's getting people good stats just on his catches alone. If you don't even get get the yards. Yeah, similar with us and Tariq Cohen. We have a, such a dynamic guy. It's almost hard to get in the ball as much as we want to because teams are so keyed in on that. I think the Bears are gonna be pretty keyed on him and Odell. If we take Saquon out of the game, I mean that's tough with a guy that good. But if we focus a lot on him, do you think Eli can beat us himself at this point, or is it a little late in his career for that? No, <clears throat> the offensive line has played better. Nate Solder was really bad in the beginning of the year. And I, I, you know, I played left tackle in college. And there's a big difference when you're used to a Brady guy who's doing three-step drops and five-step drops and getting the ball out of there quick to Pat Shermer's offense where you're doing seven-step drops and, and you know, doing checkdowns that aren't really designed to Saquon. 
And they sort of really struggled with that. Willie Hernandez is a guy that I like. He's, you know, he was a rookie and struggled. And we, you know, got, you know, we, we have Flowers, who was a top 10 pick, and Omeme, uh, and we completely released both those two guys, had a center injury. So against you guys with that great defense up front with, with Hicks and, and Khalil Mack, there's, I just, I think this is one of those games where your guys' defense is going to make us look horrible. I hate to say it, but you know, I hope so. I, I, I hope so. I, I'm not going to predict a Giants loss, but because uh, I, I do think they will get Saquon involved. But uh, Eli doing himself, no way. <laughs> you know, and Eli's not somebody at this point of his career where he's going to take hits and throw the ball downfield while he's getting slammed. He's, you know, it's it's uh it's pretty clear that he's made a, a business decision that he's not going to get beat up this year. So yeah. I, I think you guys are really going to try and attack that. So, uh, no, as far as Eli doing it by himself, I, I definitely don't see that happening. Okay, so like you said, your O-line's playing a little better. Nate Solder's definitely getting, getting used to Eli. And you touched on Will Hernandez, the guy I personally love to come out of the draft. I think he's just a mean, nasty interior guy. And you said you released your other two guys in the starting line. I'm a Miami Hurricane right now, so when you talk shit, crap about Eric Flowers, I'll take it a little personally. But anyways. Hey, I, I, I'm a Miami guy too, man, but he has been awful. Not even just like getting like beat up physically. He's just mental and i saw something funny uh since the jag signed eric flowers i think they're own seven so i listen i'm a miami guy we lost <laughs> out on max johnson today so it's been a rough day but man eric flowers has, has been pretty damn horrible for us <laughs> yeah i didn't think your new guys have been playing i know you obviously brought in some new guys to start definitely not big names per se but i think they've been playing pretty well or are they getting better as time goes on or is it just hopeless until he gets new guys next year um we actually got uh this guy, Jamon Brown, at right guard, we picked him off off waivers on our bye week. And he's actually played really great. Like, very, you know, it's, it's hard for an offensive lineman to be very noticeable. And he's looked really well for us. So, it seems like he's the guy that's going to come back and start at right guard. And then, like you said, uh, uh, Willie Hernandez, I love him, too. He's a big, mean mauler. He, he's going to get a lot better in his second year. And, uh, it's far, and Solder, you know, with that contract, we have to keep him. So, center and right tackle. Will be iffy, even though Chad Wheeler hasn't been too bad. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely think in the draft next year they're definitely going to do maybe something like the Colts did last year, where they're going to draft up front on both sides of the ball. Okay, I like that idea. Definitely seems to be panning out for them. Let's move to the outside now and talk about your running game and your interior linemen. On the outside, you have one of the best receivers in the game, Odell Beckham Jr., who's already over a thousand yards on pace for another heck of a season. Do you think he's enough to carry your offense uh, in a game like this, or do you think you're going to have to rely on some of the other smaller guys like Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram? Well, I mean, Odell, yeah. I think, you know, you guys have a you know, great defense, good safeties. I'd say your corners it might be your weakest spot on a great defense. Um, as far you know, I'm not believing one person carrying, but if somebody could do it on the outside, it'd definitely be Odell. You know, you never know when he could, you know, have 180 yards and two or three touchdowns. Yep, yep. And, you know, we've seen it time and time again. So, uh, as far you know, I could see him, you know, just dominating the game offensively and not really needing a whole lot out of Shepard. If it's, you know, because you guys don't have Mitch starting. So, if it's, you know, say exactly. a, a low-scoring, you know, 20 to 17 game, I definitely could see us pulling out with a, a couple big plays from Odell. You know, he's been known to take a, a slant and turn it into 80 yards. So, yeah, definitely I could see Odell being, you know, uh, a game-changer and the reason why the Giants could win. Yeah, our defense has definitely had some trouble tackling, and a lot of these big plays we have up this year have been, like you said, those short slants that just are a speedy guy, and they take it all the way to the house. It's happened against the Dolphins. It's happened with the Lions a couple times, so it's pretty dangerous with us, and that's one thing I'm definitely scared of is Odell out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, because you guys do have that really, 
UIs are really good up front to see, you know, if the Giants, I, I, I think for the Giants to do anything well offensively, it's definitely going to have to get, you know, feeding the ball to Saquon and then getting, you know, little quick, you know, quick short routes, you know, ends and slants and outs and whatnot and, uh, you know, and taking the big play when it's there. Yeah, I mean, Odell was saying on a press conference earlier today that he's not to beat his defensive back, he needs to beat the defensive lineman. So if he doesn't get those quick plays, get the ball up before the pressure, get to Eli Manning for Khalil Mack to be breathing down his neck, I think it'll bode well for you guys coming up. Yeah, I definitely hope so, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I touched on Evan Ingram a little bit earlier, and he had a great year last year as a rookie, but uh, he's kind of disappearing this year. I know he hasn't played in all his games, but he's still well under 300 yards in the season. And Pat Trimmer has shown he likes to use tight ends a good amount. His past two years in Minnesota, Kyle Rudolph averaged almost 700 yards a season. So what's the, really the reason for Evan Ingram not getting involved so much this year? He's showing he can make these plays, but is it play calling? Is it him underperforming? Why has not, he not stood out so far? Well, it's one, he, he just can't really block well. And I tried to, you know, pretend he could block, but he's not a good blocker in the run game. So they've actually been using our backup Ellison uh, quite a bit, who, you know, played with Shermer in Minnesota, actually. But uh, no, it's just, it seems like, you know, with Odell and Shepard on the outside, that he'd be getting a lot more touches. And I don't know if they're just not designing plays for him or what. You know, he does have drop problems. There was a game, I can't remember. Uh, which game it was, maybe Atlanta or San Fran, where he just had a bunch of drops. Um, but he has had some big plays here and there against Tampa. But uh, I've actually seen the the idea float around. In fact, Dan Duggan, somebody who we had on our show last week, he uh, he asked Pat Shermer if they thought about moving him, Evan Ingram to wide receiver full time. And Pat oh, Shermer okay. said, Pat Shermer said, you know, we're definitely going to move him, and uh, we're going to use him in a lot of places. But as far as you know, title, he is a tight end. But, uh, you know, I, that's something I wouldn't be opposed to, seeing how it would work, because right now with a first-round pick, a tight end with that speed, you would definitely expect a lot more production out of them, especially with all the attention Odell and Saquon get. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I want to flip to the other side of the ball. I know uh, our rocking offense has definitely struggled this year, especially compared to the last couple of years where we've had Jordan Howard hitting 1,000 yards. It's not like he'll get there this year, but your run defense, you just traded away one of your best players in Snacks Harrison, so I want to know how losing him has hurt your rush defense, and if any other guys have been stepping up in his absence? Uh, no. <laughs> Our defense has been pretty bad. I mean, the Eagles had some big plays running against us, and, you know, they have nobody at running back. Um, Olivier Vernon, who has a big contract, he's been, you know, absolutely horrible for us. When he, you know, when he is in, he doesn't play very well. And like you said, we got rid of snacks in the middle, and that's a huge loss. And our, our middle linebacker play has just been, you know, pretty abysmal. And, you know, you know, young guys coming up like Tay Davis, who is an undrafted free agent, looking decent. But he's, he's more of a pass defender. And, you know, we have uh, – we're weak on the outside, so it's hard for us to bring a lot of people in the box because, you know, Janoris Jenkins, who's another big-name science, played bad. And, you know, we got rid of Eli Apple and Dominic rogers Cromartie. So we just have looked bad defensively all around and stopping the run and stopping – I mean, we've just been bad all around on defense. And the guys – the few guys who were supposed to be those playmakers and make plays haven't been doing it. Like, you know, saying Al Ogletree and Landon Collins, who's been used more as a rover under yeah, this new, yeah, def- I noticed new, that. new, yeah, under this new defense. It doesn't seem to fit him well. And uh, it'll be interesting what the Giants decide to do with him, you know, in this upcoming free agency. Yeah. I mean, you said like, these big names you guys have had have not been performing very well. Landon Collins and all pro Janoris Jenkins, big contract. Same with Olivia Vernon. Has there been any one thing you noticed your team is susceptible to or one thing people are attacking with you guys or just kind of bad across the board? Because I know we're used to that 
not recently, but the last five years, we've had some pretty crummy defenses in Chicago. It's nice to see it change around here. Um, we've given up a lot of big plays. I mean, you know, when uh, when Tampa got, you know, put Jamison, he was hitting uh, deep plays with Mike Evans. Uh, you know, every team seems to have those big plays. I think Janoris Jenkins has given up like nine touchdowns this year. Wow. And somebody being, you know, let you know, somebody, an undrafted free agent shouldn't do that, let alone someone who's getting paid, you know, over 10 mil a year to, you know, to be that shutdown corner. Definitely. And with Landon Collins, they play him up at the line so much, it's hard for him to be back there in coverage. And our other safety, Curtis Riley, has just been really bad. And, you know, and when, when you get rid of a guy like Eli Apple and Dominic Rogers Cromarty, uh, it puts a lot of pressure on Janoris Jenkins to be shut down. He's not. So our pass game has just been really bad. And let alone that we can't get to the pass rusher with guys like Olivier Vernon. And, our, you know, our other defensive ends seem to be more of run stoppers. So, yeah, I mean, it's been all around bad. But as far our guys on the outside really haven't got the job done this year. This is rough, yeah, man. I, I keep on having to talk about the Giants, and we're just so bad this year. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here having the, the – uh, to uh, just talk down on them. But you know what? Next year's going to be better. But no, keep going. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I, I feel like I, I almost like feel bad for myself bringing up how bad the Bears have been recently because we're on such a good streak. It's so rare for me to be able to talk about the Bears in a good light. It's so much easier doing this reporting and tweeting and podcasts when you have a winning team. And I know it's a lot harder when your team's struggling. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we still have fun. And uh, I'll always be the overly optimistic fan. So, no, we can keep okay. going. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, back to your defense really quickly. Uh, we obviously probably are going to have our backup quarterback in with Chase Daniel. Trubisky's going to be out for this game again with that shoulder injury. And with a backup, he doesn't really understand all the nuances of the game, doesn't have the game experience, and uh, can get fooled into some things. So, do you have anybody in your defense that could be lurking, that could make a big play that can change the game, or you just that bad? It's not, not going to happen. I, I wouldn't say one player, but, you know, you guys have good wide receivers, but, you know, Allen Robinson's played well. Uh, Anthony Miller's played well, but I don't think you guys ha- really ha- like have that one guy who is like a Odell or a Mike Evans or, or some of the other top guys. And with we have a, very, a defense that blitzes a lot. I see you know a lot of you know cover one highs and uh, you know cover two man and just coming at the QB and making you know making Chase Daniels put the you know make tough decisions. So I think that would be our best bet against Chase. And Chase is kind of conservative, so you know keeping, every- keeping everything in front of us. And then, you know, uh, being able to get to him and get sacked, you know, by, by blitzing because just rushing four for us hasn't really got the job done. Yeah, I can agree with that. Your pass rush has certainly been lacking. That was a big thing for us before this year. <laughs> Without Khalil Mack, we were having the same questions. So uh, going forward, postseason, do you think there's any people you could bring in, whether it's a trade or a free agency or draft, or what do you think the solutions are to these problems? Uh, I definitely think we're going to go heavy draft um, because uh, – you know, that's the seems the way that Gettleman is. That being said, if we have, you know, Ver, you know, I, I assume we're going to try and get, move Vernon and Jenkins. So that's a lot of money. And if Eli retires, we're going to have a lot of money in free agency. Definitely. That being said, I really haven't looked at the free agent market of who's going to be out there, you know, besides Le'Veon Bell, who we're obviously not going to get. Uh, but I definitely see us going heavy in draft. And I guess even see us trading down in the draft because there is so many holes. And, but if offensive line is going to have to be the key and, I, but it's going to be scary to pay, you know, pay an uh, offensive lineman a lot of money for agency with just what we saw with Nate Solder, who yeah. ha- hasn't been anything special. And, you know, I was glad we paid him because we, we were desperate. But that being said, him at the time in New England, he was average at best. You know, he was never, you know, the best left tackle in football, which is what he's being paid like. 
So does he have the highest contract in football for offensive linemen? Yeah, yep, the, the highest contract. We went after the guy, uh, Andrew Norwell, the guard from the Panthers who signed with the Jacks. Oh, that's right, that's right. But he signed with the Jacks pretty quick, and then so we had to make a move quick and sign Nate Solder. So hopefully he can uh, uh, get better. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer, and, you know, it's not it's no secret that football, it all starts up front with the offensive line and the defensive line. So we just got to address the offensive line, whether that's, you know, drafting somebody in the first round, which is always scary because we see so many times, you know, offensive linemen drafting the first round don't pan out, even guys that were picked first overall. So, the yeah, offensive definitely. Line is, it, offensive and defensive line is going to be the key uh, to this offseason because we have the web, you know, we have the playmakers on offense, you know, so, besides, you know, there's really no need on offense besides the quarterback, which will be addressed in the offseason. And then defensively, there's just so many holes on every level. Although I do like some of the younger linebackers, but, you know, it's defensive line and then our corners. So you're coming from some of that. So now that we've kind of gotten the broad picture of how your team's looking, I want to move to some bold predictions here. Saquon Barkley, do you think he's going to have over or under 100 rushing yards in this game? I'm going to go over because I don't think we're going to, you know, try and outpass you guys because of uh, your guys' defensive line and and Eli struggles this year. So I, I see Saquon getting about, you know, 20 touches and over 100 yards rushing. Okay, okay. I can definitely see that. Like I said, we've had our fair share of troubles tackling, and uh, I think you're going to have to pound the rock with him. Otherwise, it might be tough to become one-dimensional on our team. Now, going back to the outside here, do you think Odell Beckham's going to have over 100, 100 yards this game? Yeah, because every time Odell comes out and says something to the media, which – it used to not bother me, but it's starting to bother me now. He always makes sure to make big plays. And, you know, I think Eli, in this game, with such a great defense, he's going to rely on Odell, which he usually does. So I definitely see Odell really having one of those really good games and, and hopefully two touchdowns. But, yeah, I definitely see him and Saquon both getting over 100 yards. Okay, it'd be interesting to see how Odell does. I know during his uh, press conference today, there was a little interview in the locker room. He was talking about playing as Prince of Mukamura, his old teammate. On the outside, he said he's pretty excited to see him. So do you think he's going to get a lot of matchups with him or Kyle Fuller? And how do you think he'll handle those? Do you think he can be able to outplay him or it's going to be a good competition? Um, I definitely think he outmatches both those guys. Uh, you know, Prince Prince is a good piece, but he's, you know, he's not a, a game, uh, you know, a world beater. And Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller has been pretty good for you guys, I think. Um, he was the guy you guys drafted in the first round a few years ago. Was, I, yeah, I think, number right? 14. Yeah, Correct. so he's been decent. Um I'm not sure. Do you guys, uh, you know, pit a guy, you know, pit man on man, or do you guys kind of, uh, you know, keep guys on one side of the field? We do a pretty good job of uh, kind of mixing man and zone. So like Kyle Fuller will take a guy on man, and then we'll do zone the other half of the field, kind of Eddie Jackson roaming over the top. So we blend that pretty well, and that usually fools younger guys. I don't know how well Eli's going to fall for it, but it'll be interesting to see whether we bring the safety over for Odell or not, or leave him alone with Kyle Fuller. That could definitely be a game-breaking play waiting to happen. Yeah, a lot of people have ran cover two against us, which has kind of been what stopped us. Because, you know, and, and people, you know, Odell said in an interview, you know, a while back, talking like, oh, well, teams just play cover two. Well, people, teams play cover two for a reason, because it works when you can get to the QB. Um, that being said, I think the Giants are really, after after what happened last week in the second half where Odell and Saquon didn't get the ball at all and should have got the win, I see them really focusing on getting those two guys as many touches as possible. That'll definitely be a key, but getting them to touches against a dangerous defense might be a little risky for Eli Manning. Raising my next prediction, do you think he will have over or under two interceptions in this game? I think he'll have at least one. Imagine numbers two. Oh, man. I'm not going to say over. Let me just let me say two. 
you know, he's I, okay. I'll take that. You know, uh, you know. So let, let me, you know, not get you know too crazy on you know everyone's getting good, good, good. Uh, so you know, uh, Ode- Eli's been very conservative though. Like if you look at his stats, his stats aren't bad. That being said, to beat a Bears team, you're gonna have to take chances. Um, so I wouldn't mind two interceptions. I mean, he's gotten a little under control this year. I mean, he's had some pretty bad years and in interceptions in the past, multiple interception games all the time. But this year, I think he only has like seven. Is that right? Yeah, and it's been a part of the game plan is, you know, do not, you know, do not, you know, be the old Eli where you just gunsling the ball, where it's, you know, a West Coast offense, you know, quick quick routes and then taking chances. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he hasn't taken a lot of, a lot of ch- you know, you look at seven interceptions and say good season, but it really hasn't been a good season because we just haven't taken a lot of chances. And his completion percentage is high. But if the Giants, let me say that, if this is all, if the Giants really take this game seriously, uh, you know, he's going to have to take some shots against the Bears, especially with the corners being, you know, your only, you know, quote-unquote weakness. I definitely agree with that. So now on the other side of the ball, do you think your defense is going to be able to force uh, Chase Daniel and uh, over, and say, two interceptions or under that? Because he's been a game manager, keeps it tight, but if he does start throwing interceptions, that could be what throws the game out of favor for us. What do you think he's going to do in this game against your defense? I would say under two interceptions. I just see him checking it. I mean, he seemed to check it down a lot against Detroit on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think that me, us in Detroit would probably have a, you know, a pretty similar defense. So, uh, yeah, I definitely see him just not having interceptions, but just, you know, taking quick short passes. And like I said, for us to win, it's going to have to take sacks. So, it depends, you know, if Chase Daniels doesn't want to take chances, he's going to have to, you know, pick up some sacks for us. So, I yeah, agree with that. I, I think he'll maybe I, throw one. Yeah. So one, one sounds good to me. <laughs> I agree with that. He's not going to be having to take as many chances as Eli. I think we can counter our defense a little more than you guys can. So we talked about kind of big picture, broad stuff for how our teams are going. Talked about some keys to the game for certain players here and there. I want to hear what you think the final score is going to be and how do you think it's going to get there? All right. Final score. Well, let me say how it's going to get there. I think, like I said, I think Saquon and Odell both have at 100 yards. Uh, three touchdowns between the two of those, and you know we'll we'll throw a field goal in there, and I think the Bears, uh, you know they're gonna you know with Chase Daniel they're not gonna take a lot of chances. That being said, I think because our defense isn't great, you guys will move the ball a little bit. So I'll go twenty four twenty with Chase Daniels checking the down the ball checking the ball down a lot, getting sacked, and the Giants relying on their two big playmakers Odell and Saquon. So you think you guys win this one? Oh yeah. I, I have a vow that I've made since Eli won that first Super Bowl that as long as Eli Manning is starting, I'll never pick the Giants to lose. I always have. <laughs> there's only been, only been one. I have the, any given Sunday. There's only been one game where I picked the Giants to lose, and that was last year against the Raiders when Geno Smith started. So it's people people get on me. You know, I make fun of me. In fact, if you listen to our midweek show, I talk about how good the Bears are, and that's why I'm picking the Giants. <laughs> so I, 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 I got to pick the Giants every time as long as we got Eli. I definitely feel that as a Bears fan who's been through thick and thin uh, and stuck through them all the way through, I definitely can applaud you for sticking with your guy right there. I also think it's going to be 24-20, but I think it's going to be the other way. I think it's going to be in the Bears' favor where uh, Jordan Howard, three Cohen, each get a touchdown. Daniel throws for one, and then we get a field goal somewhere in there. I think you guys are going to struggle to move the ball. Maybe Odell's going to make a couple big plays. Saquon's going to make a couple big plays, and that'll get you about a touchdown each. But I think you're going to stall out in the red zone when uh, our defense tightens up a bit and you're going to settle for field goals. So 24-20, one for each side, pretty even decision here. 
Yeah, it sounds good. You know, like I said, I got to go with my Giants, but you know, I got to respect you too picking the Bears. And uh, but no, on a serious note, like you know, we do root for the Bears because you know they have you know Chicago has been such a great for our show, and, and you know we like having Chicago guys on like Aaron Lemming and and Lester Wildfong and other guys. So no, we, we definitely like you guys over here at Superman Radio, but I, I always got to pick Giants, even if that makes people even if that annoys people, I I, I can't not pick the Giants. <laughs> Well, don't worry. If you have us on our show, on your show, I'm sure we'll pick in the same way for the Bears. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we're we'll, we're going to change some things up next year for our our, uh, our preview show. But yeah, we'll definitely have you guys on sometime. Awesome. I well, appreciate you stopping by, Bobby. Thanks for some great insight in the Giants. Hope you guys lose this Sunday and uh, let's go Bears. Big blue. See you.